Welcome to the Canine PT Academy podcast. Business lessons for canine rehabilitation therapists. Introducing your host, Dr. Francisco Maya. Welcome to episode 9 of the Canine PT Academy podcast, Business Lessons for Canine Rehabilitation Therapists. And today I have a very exciting episode for you guys, okay? So if you guys have been listening and following to us, you know that this last Saturday, September 10th, we host a training on how to run a successful and profitable canine rehabilitation business. Um, and it was... a awesome training it was awesome um you know we did go on for a little bit longer than i had anticipated but mostly because people had great questions and you know and those who know me know that if i get some good questions and i get going you know i tend to really keep diving deep into things so what i wanted to do for you guys today is giving you guys a snippet basically of one of those um portions like a, a, a portion of that training okay and the 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 portion that i picked which the reason why i did so is because i feel it is just so relevant to where we're at today is the the uh, the third part of the training which was titled five pillars for recession proving your business okay and during that training that you're going to be able to listen in a second uh i talked about just that on based on my le- on my experience, based on the things, especially that I have dealt with very on during COVID, uh, because I had just literally opened my business the month that COVID basically came, um, you know, and and, and kind of like at least the COVID restrictions and business closing that kind of stuff. We had just opened the clinic after I had been mobile for a couple of years or so. So there was definitely a lot of lessons learned a lot that time that I feel it carries over, uh, uh, you know, to whatever is going to happen economically on where you're at. And it can be a recession, but if it's not a recession, definitely the economy is changing. Definitely the economy changing and people don't have as much disposable income as they used to be have. I mean, uh, people are being more conscious about where they're spending the money than what they have been over the last year and a half or so. And that could have a trickle down effect into your business if you're not careful about it. So I went through the five pillars on how to recession proof your business. So not only you make through a recession or economic downturn, but you actually thrive through it. Okay. And And if you want access to the full training that we just did, uh, go ahead and follow the link on the show notes and we're going to give you access to watch the full training. Just full disclosure, the full training is only going to be available until um, September 22nd. Okay, so until September 22nd, the full training is going to be available on the link that you can click on. Um, if for whatever reason you're listening this after September 22nd, just reach out to us and I can see what I can do about it, see if I can give you access to it kind of stuff. Uh, if you want to f- learn more about what was that it was discussed uh, during the full uh, two-hour training that we went through, okay? And as always, if you guys have any questions, please reach out, okay? Now, let's go to the training. So... So this is a, a new component of this training. I hadn't done talking about recession proofing your business before, but I was like, you know what? Um, this is going to really, really tie up. This is going to really tie up to, to what we um, are talking about and also very timely with what's going on today. Um, I feel like, of course, 
I know more about what's going on here in the United States, but of course, you know, uh, today is a worldwide economy and things trickle down everywhere as well. Um, the thing to keep in mind is that we should always be focusing on growing a recession-proof business anyways, right? And that's why I mean that those are five pillars, because you're going to notice those are five pillars for a successful business. But I'm going to explain why they're even more important if you're trying to recession-proof your business. And a business mentor of mine told me, and it really stuck with me, he told me this very early on during COVID, that the way you run your business during the easier times will help determine its fate during the hard times. You know, and, and if you really, and I think that came from, he didn't make up that. That might have come from Bill Gates or um, Warren Buffett or someone like that. I can't recall it. But, but if you really think about it, it's true. It's very easy to run a business during the easy times. But shit hits the fan once it gets to the hard times. And, and I, I, I'm truly worried for some canary head business over the next couple of years because some of them got very busy over the last year, year and a half because of how uh, 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 things just got busy in general. People had more disposable income. People are looking for more things for the dogs. Veterinary industry at large is just crazy busy right now. Um, you know, but things could take a shift. And how they run their business during their easier times is going to determine how well they're going to fare during the hard times. So what are the pillars of building a business that is set to succeed regardless of the economy? So the first one is, is the relationship-based marketing with a nurturing process. Because once push comes to shove and people become more aware of where they're spending their money, they will always and forever favor businesses that have built a relationship with them. Business where they feel heard. Businesses where they feel like they aren't just another call or just another number, and they can feel the genuineness on how they're being treated and cared for by that business. Now, here's the tough questions. Do most rehab clinics focus on that kind of relationship building? Do most rehab clinics actually listen to folks during the intake call and spend as much time as needed with them in the phone to build that relationship with them? Right? Those are tough rhetorical questions to think about. But once again, how you run your business through the easy times is going to help determine its fate during the hard times. And once the economy shifts, if it hasn't potentially already shift where you're at, those businesses are more than likely going to struggle to convert those leads, to convert those calls into a paying customer. And the main reason behind that is going to be because of this lack of relationship building. Those businesses are also going to really struggle to raise their rates. Because people are going to be looking more and more for the value that they're getting out of paying for something. You know, and, and just as a side note, that's something to keep in mind as well. It's not like people are not spending money during a recession or during an economic downturn. Of course, people are still spending money. It's just that they're more conscious about the value on what they're willing to spend their money on. If we show them the value, then we're going to be okay. As in, you know by now, after the first uh, part of this training, you know that the first step to show them the value is to focus on developing a relationship with them rather than just having a five-minute phone call where they don't feel listened to and you're just spitting out the services that you provide and how much it's going to cost for them to work with you.
The second pillar for building a recession-proof business is predictable lead generation. Okay, like I keep saying, this lesson should apply, should be applied during easy times to make the hard times easier. But how many businesses in our field can confidently say that they have control over their lead generation? Right? It's a little bit of what I talked a little bit earlier about developing something that you have control over, especially when it comes to Google. Yes, veterinary referrals and word of mouth referrals are great. They're easier to convert and they tend to bring a very good clientele, especially for word of mouth referrals. But we don't have any control over it. We can have some great months where we get a good number of veterinary referrals followed by a huge dip where we get none or barely any. You know? And the worst thing is that we cannot predict when those months are going to happen. So that's why it makes it very hard to grow a business. And it makes it very scary to run a business that way during a recession. So I'm not saying to ignore those lead sources by any means. I'm not saying that. But you're going to be much better prepared if you combine that with some sort of predictable lead generation where you know that you can consistently count on. And for me, until proven otherwise, that's going to be Google, both organically and through paid ads. You know, the interesting thing is that in our field of canary rehabilitation, there's not that much competition on Google because there's not that many clinics around us doing this, right? Like my, my friends who own human PT clinics, they're competing with dozens, if not hundreds of other clinics in their town other chiropractic offices, personal trainers, all people that offer a somewhat similar type of service. In our field, it's very different. We don't have the competition, which it makes it even easier for us to make Google work for us. The third pillar then is focusing on education and information. And I guess that could be considered part of the relationship-based marketing and nurturing process that I mentioned first. But I wanted to keep that separate to clearly emphasize how important that would be once people are looking for an increased value on where they spend their money. Think about it. Where would you be more likely to spend your money? With someone who is giving you information for free and listening to your concerns even before you you become a paying customer? Or with a clinic whose answer to every question on the phone is that you need to schedule an evaluation first? Right Now, the education and information can come in many forms, but it doesn't mean that you can't repurpose your content so that way you don't feel like you're having to create something every day, so that way you're not feeling overwhelmed by it. You know, So for example, for a clinic, it can be that some of the posts on social media, some of the emails or newsletters, some of the blog content on your websites that they can read, you know, something that they can download from your website, all of that can come from the same source. Let's say, for example, you can write a blog post that then you turn into content for three days of social media. Boom, done. You know, that's just a basic example, you know, or you can even put together a workshop or something where you do like an educational session in person for a group of people and maybe you record that and you use that as well. There, there are many possibilities out there. There is no one way to make this work. But what I am trying to show is that if you focus on educating people, if you focus on building that relationship with them, you're going to be 
much better prepared to make through any recession. The fourth pillar, then it becomes investing in marketing. You know, and I often say to business owner that the second best skill you can learn as a business owner is how to become a salesperson. But the very first, the, first, the, the best skill that you can learn first is how to become a good marketer. And if you put those two combined, if you combine those two together, if you become a good salesperson and you become a good marketer, then you're going to be good. Because those two things are going to get you out of most, most problems, most issues, most challenges. And during any budget cutting economic downturn type of situation, the first thing business owners tend to go towards it is cutting the marketing. That's what happened early on during COVID. Because we tend to look at it as not being truly necessary. You know, but if you look at it, really, marketing is what feeds the whole business. Without marketing, there aren't any leads coming through. There aren't people to talk on the phone with. There aren't evaluations coming through the door. It feeds the whole system. You know, and I shared earlier how uh, we quickly bounced back early during COVID. You know, COVID for us literally was like a three-week blimp kind of stuff. Then back in, and, and for context, I don't know if I mentioned this earlier on, but I opened my clinic in February of 2020. March was the month that we really started seeing patients at the clinic. And then suddenly COVID happened. You know, but what I knew at that point in time is I knew we had the nurturing system in place to build the relationship with people. So what I did when COVID happened was I actually doubled our marketing spend specifically on Google, because I knew people were going to be home. I knew people were going to be bored. I knew people were going to be on their phones. And they were going to be looking for ways to help their dog, who they were then noticing that was limping, who was having issues, and so forth. So I knew that I didn't need patients that exactly time, last week of March, first week of April of 2020. I knew I didn't need to talk to people on the phone to get them scheduled for evaluation, but I knew People were going to be bored. People are going to be spending more time looking for things. And they could find us. They could talk with us on the phone. We could build a relationship with them for them once they felt comfortable leaving their homes for them to go to the clinic and see us. And that was exactly what happened. April of 2020 was our best month to that date. May was even better. June was even better. July was better. August was better. Literally, it was a growth after growth after growth after growth to the point where in June, June of 2020, I hired another front desk staff. So at that point, then we had two physical therapists, including myself and two administrative staff. And then in September of that year, I hired another physical therapist because we were getting so busy. And a big part of it was because we had the relationship built, we had the nurturing system in place, and I was able to invest on marketing because of that. And then the fifth and final pillar to build a recession-proof in business is more than ever is understanding that we're selling confidence and we're selling clarity to people. And we got to understand that selling is a transfer of four things, is a transfer of energy, a transfer of trust, a transfer of clarity, and a transfer of confidence. But during tougher economic times, it becomes even more about the clarity and the confidence that we bring to people. And we got to remember that people are still going to be spending money. It's just that they want to make sure that they're getting value out of it. And value 
is best going to be shown when you give them clarity on how you can help them and confidence that you're the right person that they're looking for. Now, marketing is going to play a very key role on that as well. Because if you educate them and if you build a relationship with them, then they're going to have more clarity and confidence on you right away. But you will be even more important to show that as well once they're sitting in front of you during an evaluation and when you present with them with a plan of care, meaning the whole customer cycle that we just went through. So you see, there is no magic to help our business through a recession or economic downturn. But instead, it's just a combination of strategies that really are not anything like mind-blowing necessarily or anything like that. But if put together, they're going to make sure that you not only survive through it, but you actually thrive through any recession or economic downturn. And I feel that that's very important to build a business that is sustainable, not just during the tough times, but build that business during the easy times so that way you make the harder times easier. Thank you for listening to another episode of the K9 PT Academy podcast, Business Lessons for K9 Rehabilitation Therapist. If you enjoyed what we had to say, please make sure to share or subscribe to our podcast or even leave us a review. You can also email us at hello at k9ptacademy.com. That's hello at k9ptacademy.com with any questions or suggestions. And go to k9ptacademy.com to find more resources and content, including our fee calculator spreadsheets, which is absolutely free and will help you determine how much you should be charging for your sessions. Because let's face it, determining what we should be charging is one of the biggest struggles we have as business owners in the canine rehabilitation field. You can also find all of that information and more under the show notes. Finally, I would just like to add a disclaimer that any of my thoughts and opinions expressed on this podcast are mine and mine alone, and in no way reflect the opinion or position of any other organization or company I may be associated with. Thank you for listening, and remember, if you're not having fun and enjoying life or running your business, then what's the point in doing so? So please go ahead and start having some fun.